1: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. At Leia Healthcare, we always want to give our members more. So now you get unrestricted access to a world of benefits that will help you stay healthy. From convenient video calls with a GP to get prescriptions online, to easy access to experts when you finally want to do something about your ropey knee or dodgy back. And if you do need to see someone urgently, our clinics are available for minor injuries, all without you needing to put your hand in your pocket. Let's stay on top of your health, in every way. Lea Healthcare. Looking after you always. Insurance provided by Ellipse Insurance Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare. Leia Healthcare Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare and Leia Life is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Unrestricted benefits are available until the end of December. Fair usage policy applies.
2: Yes, we've got an absolute hero on the day, it's a box-to-box midfielder, John Higgins. How you doing mate, alright? No bad, Simon, thanks for having me on. Thanks very much. You you still play? Play fives or anything
3: like that? No, no, they they, they, they days are far (laughs) gone. No, I was lucky enough, a couple of years ago I played here, Tommy Boyd. I met him in Bottle one day and he said, do you fancy uh, playing a couple of minutes in the Legends game? And that was amazing, that was after, now we'd just done the treble the day before. Mm -hmm. I was sharing the dressing room with all, all my heroes. It was, uh, it was incredible, brilliant, incredible. Did
2: you play when you were younger? I did play.
3: What Aye. position? Goalie. Midfield. Oh, you midfield. Midfield. I, Aye. I was quite, I was quite friendly with Big Stuart Kerr. Right, big, keep Big, big eye. Stuart, but he played, he played centre
2: midfield. Uh, you're probably better. <laughs> <going> <laughs> oh,
3: <than laughs> big Stuart. He, he was, he was centre midfield, and uh, I played. But there was two, two things that stood out. Two things that I can remember playing. I think it was Camas Nathan, Colts. We played, we played. Hutchison Vale, right? Oh, for they, Edinburgh they, they're had a massive team, aren't they, they still a, they must still be a big team now. Now we'd one ball between oh, fifteen years, and they came out with the the bags. they in bags. They'd a ball each. They'd like oh, their suits or whatever it was on. Oh, I think they beat us about fifteen nil. So <laughs> I was about ten or eleven there, and I'm thinking, oh, is this a level you'd have to get to? And then about six months later, eh, I played against Charlie Miller, Somebody says this young guy's just signed S Rangers. And I was playing midfield, they says, right, I just want you stick stick on him, and, and oh my god, the, the whistle went. Then I didn't see him for the rest of the game. He <laughs> was, was that good. So, they two things stood out that I, nev- I would never have, never have made it.
2: Before. Any other snooking players
3: any good now? Some of them. I think Sullivan had, had trials with Spurs, I think, when he was younger. Right. Uh, Alfie Burden, a wee bit lower down the ranks. He played with Arsenal, I think. He's, he played with guys like Ashley Cole and Lampard and things. Uh, so...
2: Aye, a big Stephen Lee must be some going, eh? <laughs> no, Big Steve. No, no, I wouldn't they say that? I <laughs> um, first non football player we've had Done. Is that right? Uh-huh. Oh I'm honored. I'm a big fan, Simon. Oh shows, thanks aye. very big much, big man. Fan, uh-huh. big fan. I'm hoping a vista as well, we can bring back a big break. Fancy it. You can aye. be Virgo, I'll be Jim Davidson. No, no worries, you look a wee bit like Jim Davidson, aye. I'm <laughs> going a wee bit like Virgo, maybe put a beard on, I'll be like. But right. we'll get a Glasgow version. Glasgow. So you can just go a bit leather and get all the sticker <laughs> 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 right, mate, we'll start. Faye <laughs> Wisher?
3: <laughs> yes. So, did the yes. snooker
2: queue start as a chub first and then? Aye, you'd
3: handle yourself a wee bit. How did you get
2: the snooker, though? Because it's so. It was just a, a local
3: club opened up. Uh, my old man used to work offshore and he came home and it was an ex professional, guy, Jim Donnelly. He'd he the club, I think he was in partnership with someone. And snooker at that time, well, well what age? Well, I was about 10, so it would have been 1984, 85. I had a six-foot table when I was about seven or eight, me and my older brother, Jason. But the the, the club opened up, crank club, went down, got the membership, and it was perfect for my old man because like, he's working two weeks on, two weeks off. He used to go down when they come back for the rigs, go down for a few pints, most nights, and, meet and put me and Jason on the table. We'd play for a few hours, and that ah, was great. He's, yeah. not, he's
2: not after old dad, is he? What's that? He's not after no, old dad. No, no, he's away now. He's passed away <laughs> now my dad a few
3: years ago, but I ah, was... Uh, he went down and, aye. So I was he into was this as well? No, no, no. no. I, I think my grander. I think my grander used to be good at billiards, I think. That's what the old story tells, tells us. But but uh, no, my dad was not na- any good it. was just, as I said, it was just luck. And we went down and, and we, I loved the game. I mm-hmm. loved it. How, how soon could you tell that you were you were good at it? Uh, well, I was pretty decent, but I, I was staying at the same level. Probably the same at football. If, if you never play with better players, you might be staying at the same level. So me and Mulder brother, we were winning a lot of the junior tournaments and a lot of the club championships. But when we were getting into the Scottish junior tournaments and the Scottish championships, we were coming up short because all the guys for Glasgow and Edinburgh, they were all bouncing off each other, playing with each other. Uh, and we, we were always getting to a point but never getting any further. And I think it got to the time when I was about 14 or 15, my old man. he could see I was trying my, my bollocks off, but I just wasn't getting it. And he said to big Tommy Heenan, he used to win the Masters at uh, Denison, and that's where a lot of the best players used to play. Uh, he says, look, Tommy, any chance of John could come in and do any odd jobs and and now return for free time and mm-hmm. play with the rest of the boys? And Big Tommy says, aye. During the summer holidays, he said if he comes in, brushes the 31 tables every morning, stocks the bar, he says he can go in and play for the rest of the day. So that's what I done. So a proper apprenticeship, is first it? couple of weeks I, done, I was brushing the 31 tables you must have been looking but after a wee while I brushed about 5 or 6 <laughs> and then went down to the bar stocked up the bar but then came back up so I was in there for about 9 every morning and mm-hmm. then finished doing all the work at about 12 and then I could play all day and mm-hmm. that, that, was, that was amazing I was playing with Alan McManus he was just turning professional at that time and then I was playing with all the top the top amateurs in, in Scotland and within I about six months, I, I was, I could see, it well, I couldn't see I was getting better, but everybody else could see I was getting better, and then I was entering, like, big pro-arms, and I was winning, like, some big pro-arms at that mm-hmm.
2: time. There must have been a few characters in that, place oh, in
3: Dennis, Aye, aye, amazing. Well, Big Tommy, Big Tommy, I think he, he used to have a box in here, I think, he had plenty of money, and, uh, and all, all the guys he knew, ah, it was, it was some upbringing. Now, mm-hmm. because you're coming from wishing you were a wee bit like a country bumpkin, when, when you come into yeah, like Glasgow day, yeah. and things, and then you then you met a f- bit. Great people, great mm-hmm. people, and that's what, you, that's what you enjoyed. I'm sure, I've heard you talking before with some of the other players, and that's what you enjoy. Like, you remember all, all the young guys, or the young people you were playing with. That that was your happiest times, probably, playing snooker. Whereas now when you're playing and there's pressure on you, you've got to do this, got to do that. But back then, the times, you could play for 24 hours and you didn't, you didn't realise you were mm-hmm. doing it. <laughs> Who was your heroes growing up? Did you hear snooker heroes or was it my football heroes Well, my football hero was Paul McStay. Aye, he was, he was, he was amazing. He, he was my hero. Uh, I was no lucky. Willie, no Willie McStay now? Uh, Raymond. Raymond. <laughs> then it was Willie. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, Paul McStay. Me, me and my older brother Jason were lucky because my uncle Matt, uh, he was from Carnie, New Jersey. See where the Sopranos was filmed oh, them things. Can I be? <laughs> oh, good see that? Like, see see, see uh, my wee brother, Joey. Story he, he, went, uh, he, he went over and They stayed staying with Manty Francis for a couple of weeks. and Manty Francis and Uncle Mark he says, I went down to the, the Scottish Butchers and get some square sausage because they'd done the square sausage. So Joe and uh, his mate was over, you'll probably know him, Mark McCormick used to play with Livingston. Don't know if you'll right, know, I, know I he he the name no, he, he, used to, he used to play with Livingston. Uh, they were over there and said, I went away down to the Scottish Butchers and tried to walk in the door and there was camera crews and everything there and they're What do you want? and they like is this a butcher, Scottish butchers? He says, no, 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 we're, we're taking over this just now. Uh, we're, we're doing a new pilot for a show. My brother was like, "What's oh, it's the show. And they say, Sopranos. No It way. was in that Satrials. See Satrials? Satrials, That, was, actual, about, that huh? was actually a Scottish butcher. So, my brother and that came out and then went back to Martin France. He said, I couldn't get the square sausage. Uh, it, it was, it was taken over by our camera crew. Wow. And ever since then, my brother came back and says, aye, Sopranos. And then... No, it's the best show mm-hmm. been on the You'd rather
2: it. you went to the bad wouldn't
3: you? <laughs> <laughs> well, we could, we could have been, we could have been living in America, me and me and, well, the family, because my, my dad, my, my dad, he was younger. He he married my mum, and as soon as he married my mum, they they moved to London, and they stayed in London for a couple of years, and then Manny Francis says, "Why don't you come over to New York? They no kids, no ties," and they went away over to New York, and they stayed for about eighteen months, loved it over there, and then they got Old visa.
2: They, they had old visa problems. They get, they get deported out. Yet, but so when you were in Scotland, I know your brothers are big Celtic fans as well. Mm. While you were practising snooker, would you still get to Celtic games?
3: I well, it got to that that point. I touched on it earlier on. There'll my big brother Jason. He, he was a great snooker player as well. But he got to the age. He was about 15, 16, He was leaving school and he was going to work. And if it was a toss up between going to a snooker tournament and an All Firm game or a Celtic game, he was going to. He's got the Celtic mm-hmm. games. So. Just show you the sliding door moment, but at that age I was still only about thirteen, so uh, I was still mad on snooker and things. But no, I, w- I was beginning to go to some of the games. He was, he would take me to some of the games, mm-hmm. uh, and then obviously it was, it was running out of time. I, well, it was coming up to the centenary year, wasn't it? Now I was, I was thirteen then, and they were the games that I was, that I really remember the most.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, who was, who was your brother hero, Frank McEwan? to no, it used to, be, it used to, be, Next used to be Mo Johnson. Oh, was it? It used to be Mo Johnson. And then there's a funny, funny story here. <laughs> <laughs> because obviously, Jason at that time, he was still playing snooker. partnered Mo Johnson at a charity snooker match against the late David Cooper and another another player, another Scottish like amateur.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And they were playing before the main event, which was Steve Davis and Stephen Henry. Steve Davis and Stephen Henry done a tour years ago when Henry was just young and that probably catapulted Henry to be the player he was because he could probably see what he had to do to get better mm. than Steve Davis. So Jason and Mo Johnson were on before that against David Cooper. So Mo Johnson that day was, Celtic were 1-0 down to command and they come back and won 2-1. And same thing again, they were 1-0 down to David Cooper and his partner and Jason and Mo Johnson come back and won 2-1. So Mo Johnson was a hero. And then it transpired that <laughs> the when, when they come back and then they went to Rangers. I was in the house. Jason's come running in from high school. He's ran right up the stair and he's got all his pictures with Mo Johnson's static
2: scissors <laughs> through <That's laughs> them.
3: My mum my had mum all the Pride of Place pictures as well, like we are our sons with the snicker things. He's taken them out, he's ripping them. My mum's like, oh, What are you doing, Jason? I <laughs> oh, bloody hate him. <laughs> and he, he ruined all the pictures. No, no, he's no good one got memory. one memory. No, no got
2: one memory because he, he ripped them up. Things uh, football does to him. That's eh? amazing. Nah, crazy. There you go. But uh, you turned pro in 1992? Aye. How did that come about? Great feeling as well?
3: It did I, because as I said, like I turned professional about 18 months after I moved into Glasgow. And the way, the way it worked out, if you'd have said to me 18 months before, there was no way I'd have been ready to be a professional. But within that 18 months, for the six months that I was playing with Alan McMahon, I just get I just get better now, like basically, as I said, overnight. Mm. And then I went down and I competed in a, a world under sixteen event down in down in Birmingham. It was it was a junior section. It was like a, it was like a Wimbledon. It was on the TV. Jimmy White won the the, the, mat, the men's. Steve Davis and someone else won the doubles, and I won I won the junior. I, I beat I think I beat Ronnie in the semis, and when I beat him, he started crying with his dad. <laughs> Did and then, then I played Mark Williams in the final. I beat Mark Williams six one. So, but the junior section. Junior section finished like a week before the main event. So as I said, Big Tommy, who was looking after me at the time, now he was the manager of the island and he was beginning to look after me. He says, Oh, you've got to go back up and play some junior events. I says, right, I'll go back up, but he says, I'll take you back down so you get your trophy. You've got to be in front of millions all over Eurosport and things. So I says, right, no bother. So I've come back up played in the junior tournaments. And then I was wanting to lift back down to Birmingham. I says, Where's Big Tommy? And he, he was away. He was on the drink for about two or three days. I don't laugh back down to, to get <laughs> to my trophy, a trophy, something. But then one of Tommy's mates says, "I'll drive you down." But it was last minute. I've drove away down, and the the ceremony was finished. <laughs> oh, now, uh, like, Jimmy White had get his trophy. And Gary Lineker was giving out all the trophies, and I got a picture with Gary Lineker. But I, I was I, I was an hour and a half late. Everything was finished up, and that, that was that was one of the things. But then, as you said, I turned professional about six months after I won that. Tournament. Ian Doyle, who was who was Stephen Henry's manager, he came to my dad and everything, saying, "Look, is there any chance we, I want to take young John over? He's got potential and things." But I didn't want to go. With him. I was quite happy in Glasgow with Big Tommy and playing was with him. Devastated. He was a bit. ah, he was a bit. But my mum and dad were right. He, he, he couldn't. He, a big gentleman, but he probably couldn't be trusted. He, mm-hmm. I don't mean trusted. You couldn't rely on him because he'd maybe other things, you know, in his life. Mm-hmm. So he says, Ian Doyle says. I'll take John under my wing, he can play with Stephen Henry and I didn't want to go, I'm saying I'm not going, I'm not going to Stirling, I don't want to go but they they talked me around and then the big thing was if you come up to Stirling you can practice with Stephen Henry and I says well, god I I can't miss out on that chance Mm -hmm. that if I can up there most days I can be be in the same room as him, never mind practice with him and then when I went up there, luckily enough he maybe took a bit of a shine to me and most days I, I was practicing with him and then within the space of a year
2: Aye, I I, I got better. I, I could probably turn professional. When did you get the first matland suit for the tournament? <laughs> it
3: was
2: that, uh, that not Payne Ashwin no, all the time now? No, it was. Uh, it was Matty.
3: Just Gracie used to make all my suits. She, she was great on the. She was great in old uh, old seamstress or something. Exactly. So I. see so she used to make all my suits.
2: See, just on Stephen Hendry. Aye. How good was he when you first
3: started? Ah, he's amazing. Aye. Well, I mean, arguably now they're saying. 'Cause Ronnie O'Sullivan's in the conversation now that the two of them are the best players that's ever lived. Probably along with Steve Davis also. Uh but I just a winning machine, total winning machine, total used to be in the club half nine, ten every morning and we'd leave at five o'clock. And it wouldn't matter. He could have won a massive championship on the Sunday night and then he'd been first thing in the Monday, Monday morning, morning practicing. Okay. Which I thought was mental. Mm-hmm. Because he's later on in life and maybe I've done a few things, won a few things. I think you've got to enjoy it. You've got to enjoy it. Cause to if get you, steam in your centre.
2: <laughs> if, you <don't, laughs>
3: if you don't enjoy it. Now, what's it all for? Uh, and right. I think maybe maybe he could maybe sit back now and I don't know if he'd have any regrets that he could have maybe enjoyed it a wee bit longer and his maybe career would have lasted. But listen, he's he still won the most tournaments probably out of everyone. So. That's what
2: I was going to ask. Can you get a laugh at him? Because he looks like he watches Peter and safety shots <laughs> to get, a, get his picks. But can you get a
3: laugh um, at him? I, he's all right. I Stephen. I mean, I was never really, really close with him. No, because he, he was like sort of a different era in a way. He was he was running about with your Willy Thorns and people like that, whereas I was I was younger and things but no, it was he was tight but oh he was tight. I like you there was this one story tell you that me, him used to be a player Billy Snadden, a top Scottish professional. And if you're playing together and you say, oh, do you want a drink? You go and get three cans of iron brew and then it's your turn, you want a drink. So he didn't want one this day. So I says, well, I'll just put it in the fridge for you. So three cans of iron brewing, and I says to, to Julie behind the bar, just put put a can for Stephen in, in the fridge for him. So he was leaving about half an hour later, and he went up to Julie. He says, uh, he says, Did John leave a leave a drink for me now in the, in the fridge? And Julie was like, Aye. He says, Well, can you give me the 30 pence because I want uh, to put it <laughs> in the, the, the jelly bean machine uh, to to get jelly beans on the way up the road to October? She's like are you kidding me on? She's, she says, no, give me the 30 pence. She's got the 30 pence, put it in the jelly bean machine and drove him And left so,
2: room. <laughs> left iron. <Ironborough. laughs> well, man, do <isn't> <laughs> So see, when you turn pro, is that at the end of going to the football then, is it constant? No, 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 no that's what I mean. That's, that's,
3: that's what I've always done throughout my whole career. Got into social life as well? Aye, right? now 17, 18. That was 92, 93. That was, that was in the middle of the nine in a row, wasn't it, for Rangers. So. Uh, how
2: tough was that as a fan?
3: Aye, it was tough. It was tough because obviously you had uh, you'd the centenary year and then you had the Scottish Cup against Rangers the following year, 89. And But aye, Rangers, they were just spending too much money, weren't they? And Celtic, I don't know if you say it too loud in here, you had the Whites and the Kellys and things, they weren't really interested in spending money. But you still had a great laugh. Now, you were growing up and... It was as if it brought a wee bit of solidarity or camaraderie when you got up in the bus and when you knew you, you probably weren't going to win the league, but uh, obviously that makes it, the good times sweeter. But no, I was I was going a lot and sometimes it got in the middle of your snooker because you you were yeah, wanting to you, didn- and, uh, you want to enjoy yourself and mm-hmm. and do what your, your other mates were doing, but. You had to screw them up. Could you still
2: do that? Could you still get a drink on the bus? and that Oh, on the
3: aye. <laughs> 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 we sneaky ones and that uh-huh. up the back. Aye. Aye. So, I know I've, I've never really changed now. Uh-huh.
2: No. What team does a Henry
3: support? That's ah, meant to be Hearts, isn't it? He's old man, God rest him. Now he, he was a big Hearts fan, but I don't think Henry was. I think he's running about with John Terry and people like that down in London now. I think he lives down there, so uh-huh. I think he's a Chelsea fan or something now. So, aye. But I, I think, I think he, he liked Hearts, but obviously they were. They were never doing anything.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. So could we just get a laugh about football or was it? Not really with or Hendy, no, really with Henry, no, it
3: was it was, it was mostly with me Graham Daughter or, or Billy Snadden. He he was a Scottish professional, right into Rangers at the time, so it was mostly that. That but, must have been tough for you going in.
2: Ah, okay, it was it was tough, aye, but aye, you still got a smell on your face. Uh-huh. See it. what I wanted to ask you? The yeah. old one four seven. See when you get the first one, is it like losing your virginity? Simon.
3: <laughs> I hope no, because I didn't get worried I was twenty-three.
2: <laughs> you know,
3: honestly, honest to God, now you wouldn't believe it. I I was a world champion and I'd never done a one four seven. Now that that's when I tell people that and when I tell other players, they're like, ah, no, you're kidding me on. Now there's players that have done one four sevens when they're fourteen, 14, 15. There's guys in China doing doing one four sevens at eleven and twelve. I hadn't done one and I was a world champion. Wow. I just I just never really went for them in practice maybe a boring sod or something. I was just always interested in winning frames. And then uh, I think the, the first I ever got was on the TV, and it was against Dennis Taylor. Uh-huh. And it was a charity challenge. No, it was the, it was a team event, sorry. I was playing for Scotland and he was playing for Northern Ireland. That was the first time i would ever done one four seven And I, I, I'd been world champion two years earlier. Uh-huh. Is the so, feeling amazing to it? Uh, it was brilliant, aye, because my brother was there and a couple of my mates, they'd come down to Reading. Uh, Aye, well, it was brilliant. Aye, it was brilliant. But I didn't know it today because I won twenty thousand, so I didn't know if I had to share Pretty it. With, I didn't know if I had to share it with the team, or
2: it was just a, a single prize. You know what I mean? But nah, I just kept. I'll it. I'll tell so. you who wouldn't I shared it. <laughs> Stephen Henry. <laughs> <laughs> you won your first tournament 19, 1994. Do you feel your life changed after
3: that? I in the in the snooker sense, aye. know, I, I remember. Uh, I remember that I'd, about a month earlier, I'd played in. Dubai, Dubai duty fee masters, and I was still with Ian Doyle, who was my manager at the time. I'd been with him for about 18 months, and I beat Steve Davis in the first round over there. And as soon as I come off the table, that you know, was beat my hero, and I've walking off and I'm thinking, Ian Doyle, my manager's there. He's going to say, What a result for you, son. And the first thing he said was, What a result that is for Stephen Henry, because him and Steve Davis were vying for number mm-hmm. one and number two. He says, What a result that is for Stephen. So there and then, that I just, I just something in my head just went like, ah, right, I just need to get that of this guy. I just need to go on my own. Just so later on that tournament, I, I lost to Ronnie Sullivan. He beat me five nil. The next event, my head was wasted, and I said to Doyle, I says, that's us finished. And he always told me, he says, listen, if anyone ever wants to leave my stable, uh, you can leave. Just walk away. No bad feelings. So I waited. There was a few guys about, a few other players, and I says, right, Ian, we're finished. He's like, no, no, you're not finished, you're not leaving now, we'll go places together. I says, we're finished. I says, I'm going out moan. No, no, I says, you shake my hand. He says, shake my hand in front of all these players because we're finished. As soon as we go home, finito. And he wouldn't shake my hand because he maybe knew that I was maybe next coming through yeah. to, to be a decent player. And uh, I shook it. I says, that's us, we're finished. As soon as we go home, my dad will be up to wrap up my contract. Sure enough, we got home. They tried to give us an old contract. <laughs> that's how shitty <cheesy laughs> he was. And I, my, my dad says, no, I want the to co- get the new contract out. So I ripped it up. And then a month later, I went down and won my first tournament. It was as if maybe a weight had been lifted. Uh, as if, because I always knew that if, if I stayed in that stable, because Stephen was number one in the world at the time, I was always going to be number two. There was no way that I would ever, ever have been able to come through to be my own man. So I says that's just finished. And then, as you say, a month later, I went down and and won my first tournament.
2: That's quite a strong mentality hey, at such a young age, eh?
3: I, I, I just, I just, I, some just snapped and I just felt as if, well, I'll never, I'll never be now number one player in the world mm-hmm. if, if I stay in this environment. So, that I, I says, right, that says That's
2: See, when you beat like a Davis, is it, is it like a Motherwell playing Celtic
3: and Rangers? Oh, it was incredible. The, 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 f- the first time, I think that was the second time I'd played them. The first time I played them at the Scottish Masters at Motherwell and I got a wild card in to play him, and all I had done was just sit and look at him. I just, uh, he was just walking around the table and I was just looking at him and saying, I, I don't believe him actually here, playing my hero, and there was no chance I had him winning. But then the second time obviously you think, right, well, you've experienced that, you've got to
2: try and block that out and try your best and try and beat your heroes and then luckily i done it. How would the older guy? because I always get slaughtered for asking this, but how would the older guys we you as a young player, would they try and intimidate you or would they help you? No,
3: most of them would try and intimidate you a wee bit, aye? most of them would aye. It's uh, a ruthless business isn't it? Aye, ruthless because you're, you're, out, there, you're out there fighting for it, it's not a team event like yourself, it's, it's ruthless and uh, always, another story. Go uh, for it mate, love stories. <laughs> I know, Jimmy White, legend and, and he was one of the first guys that ever came up to me, now I'm surprised they knew my name, he says, alright John I've heard you're a good player now, stick in, you'll go far, blah blah blah. I'd I just, I just lost to Jimmy in the quarterfinals of the British Open. And I thought I'd acquitted myself quite well. That, that was my first year. And then Alex Higgins came walking towards me, and I'm thinking, God, Alex Higgins, another one of your heroes, he's yeah. maybe going to say the same thing. And he came up and shook my hand, and he says, Listen, me, man, there'll o- only ever be one Higgins in this game. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> That's what he said. And I just stood there, like, ah, I don't know What do you mean? He says, just you remember that and just walked away. Oh, he no maybe way. had a few drinks in a bit. With well, him after saying that, obviously my dad, he wasn't one of my dad's favourite guys, right? So it was about a year later and Higgins was beginning to go in the downward spiral. He was losing a lot and, and he was drinking maybe a lot of tournaments and he was, he was always in a bad mood. And one morning I woke up and the wee guy came to my door and he like a beautiful blue suit, three piece suit. And he said, eh, from the old hurricane to the young hurricane, I'm thinking, what so how is this? A Louis Copeland suit, a, a, nice, a guy from Dublin, he was a like, top suit maker. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, what, why is Alex Higgins giving me a suit? You no, know, I'm friendly or whatever. So I went down to breakfast and I'm sitting there, and my dad, now I can see he a couple of drinks the night before. I'm like, oh, you don't got to believe Alex Higgins gave me a, good, oh, a beautiful suit. He says, Oh, did he? Aye. I says, Well, what's sort that about? He says, I will. Mm, I was a wee bit in the bar last night. I says, well, what happened now? He says, ah, oh, Higgins was thrown out. He was wanting to play a challenge match for 30 grand. Now, and I just told him, look, John's no goat 30 grand, but if I could get it, he'll play you tomorrow. And then there was a bit of... I says, oh, Dad, you didn't no, do it. that, did you? He says, no, he says, there's no way he's saying that about you, sir. So that was maybe why. Higgins has maybe woke up in the morning, and he's maybe thought, now, what have I done last night? Try to challenge young John or something. He's maybe done it as like a piece off him, as if to say, <laughs> "Listen, sorry about last night." So,
2: you know, uh, damn it. Eh? I know
3: that's old as brass. Love
2: it. <laughs> See the big players though. Like with it, was it sort of a similar lifestyle of football players? Did like birds love them and that with it all the time? Oh, that 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 is a thing which nowadays I think. You,
3: I mean, I still practice a lot. And when I go to tournaments, you I'm um, forty-three but I still feel as if, if, I, if I play well and put the work in, I can still be a top player. A lot of the players, when they got to that, that age, they, they, were, they were finished in a way because right. we were coming through, we were hungry and we, we, were, we were knocking them over pretty easily mm-hmm. and they, they, they never had much resistance against us. Right. But bear in mind, guys like Dennis Taylor, your Cliff Thorburns, they maybe didn't start playing snooker until they were 25, 30. So as we've been playing it since we were 10 years old, mm-hmm. so we were like, sharp and, and ready to play all these guys but it was probably tougher for them because they didn't have as, as many tournaments to, to play in but their big social scene was because they'd done a lot of exhibitions and things Right. so they hung a bit there. that's that's where they made their money they, they, they'd pop black did the world championship they'd the uk championship but but, but no, it was amazing just being around about these guys like tony Knowles. like i don't know tony, tony Knowles took a shite of me so there's some some nights we were sitting there and having a couple of drinks, and I'm asking them like. About the page three models, and that he was with, and all—he oh, was the most born guy ever. All he wanted to do was talk about snooker. All he wanted to do was just tell me how he screwed back to do this and do that. And, you and I'm talking about I'm saying, <laughs> what was it like in the eighties when you were the pin-up? And he's like, oh, never mind about that, son. Now we play this shot, and play that shot. <laughs> oh, and I'm no.
2: saying, oh my god, I've picked the wrong—you know, what you're at.
3: <laughs> But no, it was that uh, was funny. I love funny. Jimmy
2: White. I think he's, ah, he's, he's a, a little, little total legend. legend. Is he a joker or is he quite?
3: Jimmy White now. He's leading his life the way he should have led it. <laughs> he's done it back to the front now. You see him at tournaments, giving cups of tea, going to bed early, and then wakes up in the morning, he's, he's, he's always in the practice table. Yeah. Whereas, well, I don't know what it was like in the 80s, but apparently they just says he wasn't there from the 80s to ninety, He was just too busy at partying oh. the, with the Rolling Stones. and Was he? I well, because his best mate Ronnie Wood. So, oh my God, can, can you sort an interview with him then? <laughs> But that that was his best mates, and yeah. the thing is, with, with Jimmy White, even he wouldn't mind made me for saying it, but he, you, you couldn't go out for a drink with Jimmy because he, he's one of the, is it the gullets sit? He can drink a pint of beer in like two seconds.
2: Just fling it back. He, he just
3: flings it back. So you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't last.
2: Uh, right, back to the football. Remember the to Tommy Burns era? Aye. Were you excited when Tommy got, took the job? Brilliant. Aye, because he, he he was one of your
3: heroes. wasn't he? like, as I said, Munko, Matt, when. I, I went away for that story but my uncle Matt was the president of the Celtic Sports Club so any time the Lisbon Lions or that were going over to America to do functions a lot of them used to say uncle Matt yeah. so my uncle Matt we used to come over at the Celtic games his family's for Glasgow also he, he knew me and Jason my mad on Celtic so he brought us in and we got pictures taken with the McStays Paul and Willie Mark Weed Tommy Burns oh. Brian McClare so it, it was amazing now you, you were just you were out the front front door, so Tommy Burns was one of your heroes and then when he got the job he, you knew he was, God, one of the biggest Celtic men you could ever get. And then the players that he brought in, uh, and he played brilliant, but he was just up against a great Rangers team, you had to hold your hands up dude, the F- Loudrop and Gaza and things now, what a team Do they had. Do you like
2: when it's a Celtic man in charge of Celtic? Aye. You do? Aye. Uh-huh. Why, just because there's a, an affiliation? Or?
3: Just, I, I'm just that type. I just love Scottish players as well. Aye. I love, I love, now you see the young Scottish boys coming through and I love people that, that have got a connection with the club as well. Mm. Uh, that's, aye, brilliant for me. What was your thoughts on Fergus McCann at that time? Obviously, you didn't know anything about him mm. but thank God he came out or the doors would have been locked now when I mean, you've seen all the scenes and, uh, and obviously whatever happened with the Kellys and the Whites and things, now it looked as if the club although you never have thought it would, it could have been down the tubes, but supposedly it was that close to being shutting the doors. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank God he came in. But you, the thing you, you were wanting to try and spend money right away, but as you know, that's that can be a short term fix, and thank God that he, he done it in his own his own way, in his own his own way, built half of the stadium and, and gave Tommy some money to spend on some of the, the players and then Mm-hmm. Uh, aye, but no, obviously he's, he's a saviour, isn't he? Uh-huh. Who, who did you
2: enjoy watching for that era? De Canio, oh,
3: Van Hooydon, Cadet? Aye. Well, Tom, didn't Andy Tom come in first? Andy Tom, what a, what a player. he was. Uh-huh. Uh, but then obviously the three amigos, when it, they came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cadet, Van Hooydon and De Canio. Yeah, unbelievable.
2: Did you have the De Canio boots by in
3: there? No, never, no, never they did, did But it No, it's, <laughs> it's another story as well. That, Big, big, as I say, Big Stuart Kerr was pals, and, and I, w- I was down at Kilmarnock today. I think we were 2 0 down to Kilmarnock, and we came back in 1 4 2. So we came back up and the Wish Emerald, the Cross Keys bus, and and then a couple of drinks, and then we went up to Big Desi's to get ready. And big Stuart was, was pals, and he was coming out for a drink, and, and he phoned us, and he says, Oh, I've got somebody that wants to come out tonight. Uh, where are these? He says, Oh, on on Desi's. All right, he'll be there in half an hour. So he'll be a thing. Aye, right, no worries. And who's walked in? De Canio. No way. He's brought De Canio in with, like, the, the skip part back to front as if he's... It's Desi's over, over a over house? The, somebody's o- house? Over the top. Or a pub? <laughs> no, it was a house. Or a Sunday's house? because Big Stuart was pals would be right. Big Des. And, and he, and he came in and he's, he went round the room. Ah, oh, nice to meet you and everything. And then we went to Hamilton Palace or something. No chance. He, he, honestly, he got told... get He got told... what. He got told, told, <laughs> 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 uh, told, told to... Uh, no, you're not getting in without the hat, you know, because he was going bald, weren't he? Yeah. Uh-huh. He says, I, I need my hat. My hat goes everywhere with me or something. I think the guy says, all right, you can keep your hat on. But you walk in, as I'm saying, now, it's Stuart Kerr, uh-huh. Celtic goalie, a lot of people are in about him, but when Dick all walked in, Oh, I don't mind. It was like the Beatles or something. In the
2: Hamilton Palace, In the Hamilton man.
3: Palace, aye. Wow. Would was, uh, was Stuart Kerr get you all the tickets for the games and that then? Uh-huh. No, no. I've always, always spent more money, aye, aye. I've always done that. That used to always sit over at the North Stand when it was built, me and my two brothers. So...
2: Did you get fans coming up to you all the time at, at that stage? Aye, you, would get, you would get some, you know what aye. I mean? The, the, Enjoy the, it? Maybe followed the... Aye,
3: okay, you know, obviously. I've, I've never had any... I've, you've had a wee bit of bother in Scotland, but the majority of things... Because obviously... I see what footballers go through it. Must be torture in Scotland if you play with one of the, either side of the, the old firm. It must be torture. But uh, no, I've always, i What are
2: you like there. as a fan? Do you slaughter boys.
3: You do. Don't I you? used to slaughter. What I'm saying. Who do you used, to, used slaughter? to slaughter? Big little daddy I I used to just shout run. <laughs> <laughs> just stop that right wing as if you say run. But Tactical then actually, run. when you play out there, I, mean, I couldn't, I could run half the park. Massive. You didn't realise, man. And I, that's what I've said to some of the like. I remember talking to Simon Dolan and things, and saying, "I can't believe I used to slate that diddy I got." But what an engine he must have mm-hmm. had on him—the amount of times he got up and down that wing. But no, obviously, we, we being a sports sort of person, I'd, I'd be sitting there while my older brother would be going mental. <laughs> not what I mean? I would, I would, did like, you
2: did you get to meet Tommy when he was a manager? No,
0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: Never as a manager. No. Never as a manager. I, I can remember I met him. Uh, I came in and I was asked to present Gordon Stratton. But, uh, remember, when, if you win the league, you get the gold ball. You yeah. always played the home games with the gold ball. Okay. I think you still do it. Uh, and Tommy was part of the, the coaching staff with, with Gordon Stratton. So I came in and got a couple of pictures taken. I don't think Gordon Stratton knew who I was. So, but then Gordon Stratton said, Do you want, do you want to come down to Barrafield and we'll watch the boys train? I says, all oh, brilliant. So I jumped in the car with him and Tommy and is Gary Pendry? Gary, Pen- Gary uh-huh. Pendry. So, well, Gary <laughs> Pendry. So we're sitting in the car and driving down. Then we get down there. And you you could even have been in the squad, no? So it was. Guys like Mickey Day and Big Steve McManus, and they were all they were all like training, trained for about an hour, right, an hour and a half, and then they all jumped in their cars and come back. And they were having lunch, and I'm sitting there, and they says, oh, "I've just got my lunch with the boys and things." But obviously, you're, you're shy and things. And, and then I'm, I was talking to some of them, saying he's going back out to train. He says, "No, that's just finished." And I'm saying, "What?" He says, "I that's us finished now, just a wee recovery day." Lazy bastards. <laughs> that now, but I'm thinking myself, I'm, I'm in of my so for like five <laughs> or six hours and they're going down doing maybe an hour running about the park. But obviously, I understand that there's things, you're maybe playing a match and you've got to watch what you're doing, but mm-hmm. I thought, only, only doing that for an hour. How
2: was, How was Tommy's partner?
3: Good? Oh, he was he was, he was. just slaughtering Gordon Strack and Gary Pendry. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that, he was just slaughtering them in the car. And I think that was at the time, God rest him, I think that, that there was stuff coming out the press or whatever that but he he just didn't look he just looked the same and he was having a laugh with everybody and I oh, was he would have been brilliant to be working under.
2: Uh, it must have been some day for Scottish Cup final in 1995 when, when Tommy got his first trophy. Aye, no you f- God you were delighted obviously for, for something like Tommy Burns. But for him he only got one
3: trophy, but to be Scottish Cup, which I suppose is synonymous with Celtic, that and Dick Hoy don't score the winner. Uh eh, You'd have loved them to get more, wouldn't you? But, yeah. but at least, at least they won. Least would that have been win. the
2: best football-wise team that you've seen? at like no. Eh, well, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a t- no. But the,
3: the best football team for me would be obviously under Martin O'Neill. You know I mean? Right. That, that that would have been the best. Be your, for your Lennons and your Suttons and Lastings and things. Uh-huh. You know I mean? They they were brilliant individually. I think like Cadet and Tom and and uh, things, but. I think just as a unit, that Celtic team, aye, that would probably be the best.
2: Right, we'll come to that team, mate. Right. Uh, 1998, you won your first World Championship in Celtic's top 10 all. Best right. year of your life? Probably, aye. Probably. How was that week? Was that within a week? <laughs> well,
3: I, w- I was playing in the final, the first day in the World Championship against Ken Doherty. I think it was in Celtic where we waited Dunfermline. And Celtic were 1-0 up. And then I think Dunfermline scored in the last. Was it the last ten minutes, uh, Falkenbridge uh, or something? Uh, uh. So, so the lads. So, my, my two brothers travelled down after that game for, for, for my game. So Happy days! I've, I've won the world title. Then come you back. Did
2: the world title there by the way? Happy days! I've won the world title.
3: No, no, <laughs> no that, I mean that that was obviously the biggest thing you've ever done as a player. It would be your first first one doing it. Uh, Ken Dockett in the final, defending champion. He was looking to, to win it back to back. I don't think it would ever been done before by a, a first time champion. Right. He would have broke that curse. But uh, I won eighteen twelve. So come back up the road in the party mode. Uh, what drive? Drove back up the road? I drove back up. I, uh, I mean, the final would finish on the Monday. So come back up on the Tuesday. And obviously, he'd a lot of things to do. Like the, the press were maybe asking, asking. You, you do a lot of things, so it got to around about the Thursday, and I was in my big brass flat having a beer, and uh, Stuart Kerr phoned. He says, "Where are you?" I says, oh, "I'm just doing our Jasons. He says, "Oh, I'll come up, and I need to ask you something." I says, "Aye." So you come in, and he says, "Some of the some of the some within Celtic Park found out that I'm quite friendly with you. Would you come in and parade the trophy?" I says, "What?" He says, "How oh, would you come in and parade the play the trophy, the Saturday? I says, "I can't." I says I'm I'm away down to play. I think I was playing Ken Doherty in, in a in a league match. Barry Hearn used to run tournaments out with World Snooker Matchroom League. I says I can I'm playing Jason's like Brasla. Ah, aye, you've got to do it. I says I can I says I've signed the contract. I've got to go doing. And I, I was playing somewhere. the, the bought me England. The tippy England Exeter or something. I says Jason, I can He says Aye, you can. She's picked the phone up. And he's got he's through to the, the matchroom offices. And it was Sham Totley. Hi, hi, Sean. I had the number for Sean. It's Jason Higgins here, Sham Just to let you know, uh, John's meant to be playing on Saturday. Uh, but he can't make it. Because you probably don't realise, up here Celtic are maybe just ready to, just win a historic <laughs> league, league, football league. This is Sharon, what are you talking about, Jason? So just to let you know, you'll have to go on the phone to Barry Herndon and let him know John can't make it. John will play two matches on the Sunday because I was playing one game on the Saturday, one on the Sunday. Sharon's like, ah, no, I don't, no, there's no way Barry will go with that. But Jason says, well, tough. He's going to have to go for it. So just phone Barry and this is my number. Get back to him in 10 minutes.
2: <laughs>
3: so I'm sitting there, I'm like... Oh my God, what's happening? So, sure enough, the phone went 10 minutes later. Barry here, and he's on the phone to you, Jason. You know, what are you talking about, Jason? That can't happen. Who are you anyway? Are you, are you, are you, are you, John, are you John's brother? Put John on. No, he's like, no, John's not here, but I'm, my dad's away anyway. He's not going. So John will play two games on the Sunday, Barry's like, no, it won't happen. He'll be in breach of contract. And Jason says, well, tough. He's a world champion and he's been asked to do this. This could be like a childhood dream. It'll never happen again for the rest of his life. So tough. He's no coming in the Saturday. So it's up to you, Barry. So Barry here and say, right, I'll bring you back. Sure enough, half an hour later he went like that. he says, right, his game's changed to Sunday. He'll have to two play matches. Two he'll have okay. to play two matches on the Sunday. So <laughs> it's like a happy days. So Stuart care when they uh, sorted it out. I came in with the trophy in the boardroom. Billy Corley's there. Now now your hero, one of your heroes again, Billy Corley's there. And he's come right up, me and my wee brother Joe were there. He's come right up, he says, ah John, he says, I don't know if somebody said to him, that's that young boy that won the world title. But he come right up, he says, I'm filming a show over here. I was glued to it. He says, I loved it. He says, oh, you're a good Celtic man as well. Brilliant, fantastic. I'm just standing there, open mouth, Billy Corley. And then Fergus McCann's walked over. But Billy Conley's, he's dressed in like he's got a pair of sandals on, like <laughs> a pair of shorts or something. And Fergus McCann overslagged him off about what he's wearing. He's like, Billy, I don't think this is the sort of attire you should have in the boardroom. He's trying to like say Billy Conley. You Billy, Billy Conley's like, Well, oh, sorry, Fergus, this is the way I am. So you either <laughs> like it or you lump it. And he just walked away. <laughs> so me and my wee brother Joe were just saying that. No, That's amazing. This can't get any better this, this day. And then obviously Larson scores. But then there was a couple of chances, Georgia Boyle I can always remember. St. Johnson went I, I mean? flashing my header over. And then when back scored that second goal, I was in the main stand there, it was just rough elation. And then came down the stair and seen Murder McLeod. And Murder McLeod's like, ah, going in and say well done to the boys. I'm like, ah, what? She's going in. He says, all in there, they will champagne going, they'll give you some. I'm like <laughs> So I've walked in. And then uh like, a lot of the Scottish boys now obviously maybe knew you but the, the Scandinavians, Bratback, Matt Weeper, things like that. They're like, who's this, <laughs> who's this guy coming in the best <laughs> room? And was I'm just, just that, I'm jumping about
2: with the what you know what I mean?
3: <laughs> uh, but, oh, that was incredible. A day I'll never, ever forget. But, the sad thing was, as soon as it finished, my man was here and me to drive down to Exeter. Now, my two brothers, they're there at the Gallagher. they're just parties. Everybody's gone mental and I'm in a car driving down to Locker, be away, doing them 6 Couldn't get a flight that night down to this place because it was on first thing in the morning. But I couldn't have missed that. How was, it? How was the nerves walking out to parade it? Oh, fuck, oh, your legs were jelly and, and walking out. And then the reception thing I got was... now. I, I can remember now, they were all clapping. I'm thinking they'd be too nervous because, God, they're, they're 45 minutes away if you stop and turn the road. But
2: oh, I got some reception, that I uh, a day I never forget that day some week see just on the world championship going into the final are you kind of guy that gets nervous for, for, for matches? See, see that no I actually I was I was so confident I was so
3: confident I was going to win because you beat some good Parrott, O'Sullivan aye I beat John Parrott in the quarterfinals at 13-11 I think it was and then I beat Ronnie I beat him like 17-9 or something in the semis and then when I was going in against Ken I, I just really felt as if I was going to win I don't know why, but I just felt as if the way I was playing. I, I, I really fancied winning, and aye, uh, sure enough. I Is just, it the
2: best feeling or not? Aye,
3: uh, uh, okay, It was great. And then your family and friends were there, and then the, the party in that after, in the hotel. Like I think there was like two busloads for Wusha come down, and okay, Unbelievable.
2: Did Do the other players party with you when you won a World Championship? Is there anyone here particularly partly in that? No,
3: because c- like no, they're, they're basically all the way home. So but it's no. basically just the two players and their families and friends. And then the thing is with uh, Ken, I'll probably tell you a story later on, that I go on good with Ken and uh, his friends and family, they, they they were partying with us as well. And it'd be the same about, uh, if he'd have won, I'm sure we would all have all been the same,
2: just partying about, partying as well. So, uh, so uh, it was it a was great, great night. I was just going to ask you about some of the boys that you play play against, but first I get slaughtered to my band, but I actually model it on one of your callings, I'll give you one guess. Neil Robertson. a living. <laughs> oh, she's great. She's, isn't she? brilliant, isn't ah, it? she's brilliant, she's brilliant. great on the ah, she's uh, great. No, but Ronnie O'Sullivan, I'll, you and him are my favourite players. Love him. He's, he's a character, is he? Aye, aye he, I mean, as I said earlier on,
3: he, he's vying with Henry he's, he's, in my eyes, he's he's went he's went beyond Henry just for his longevity and, and just how good a player he is. Mm-hmm. He, he's aye. He's, Does he not give a no? Nah. He does, aye, yeah, he does. He, 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 he's crazy, he is crazy, is he but, crazy, but yeah. I've always gone great with him. I've, I've turned professional with him when I was 15, 16, and we've always had a sort of mutual respect, I think, with each other, you know what I mean? Uh, but he's off his head, okay. Ah, he's off his head, like, talking about football and that, like, when I first met him, he was a Spurs fan, and then I think he got friendly, he was running about wee and right, and then he was an Arsenal fan. <laughs> And then I think he was living in Liverpool for a wee while and he was running about with Robbie Fowler and then he was a Liverpool fan. <laughs> so he was just one of these guys that I think, whatever, whatever day he wakes up, he, he just does his own thing. But natural and genius, whatever you want to say, he's, ah, he's
2: incredible. What, the, the old left-handed thing, can, can you do that as well? No chance. He can yeah. make maximums left-handed. Is that just in that, is that just, you just born with that dink or does he? Does no, you he, no he, had,
3: he had to practice that. I think someone told me he was in the club like four and five hours a day like for about two months practicing left-handed. Mm-hmm. So he, Crazy, yeah. Eh? And what an advantage it is when you're out there on the table if you can go down left-handed. But if you to watch Snooker nowadays a lot of the, the young guys coming through they can all play left-handed because they all want to try to copy their heroes and hero Ronnie O'Sullivan and they all practice left-handed and that. And A lot of them are all great left handed.
2: Here's a question for you. What's a harder opponent? Ronnie O'Sullivan at his peak or Stephen Hendry at his peak? That's a great question.
3: That is a great question. I I, I would always just say Ronnie, because I think when I used to play Hendry, Hendry would always probably feel as if he could beat me, because he's seen me coming through as a young boy. And he was maybe under a wee bit of pressure because, as if to say, although he was the number one player in the world, Certainly, he's saying I'm the number one player in Scotland. So he would never play his best against me. It was as if, And I would never really play great against Stephen because I probably looked up to him too much right. and I held him in such a high regard that I, I never played well against him either. But I've played a Sullivan and there's been some times, I think it's like you're playing a computer. I played him once in the Masters, Masters final in London he beat me 10-2 th- or 10-3 and I said to him after, I said, I thought it was playing the PlayStation there. He was just that good. Mm. Yeah.
2: Is, is he quite off himself? No, no, no. Not up himself, no off no, himself, but is he, no. does he have a bit of a laugh at how good oh, he is Oh, he, he'll laugh. No, he's like, yeah, you're off your head,
3: you're not. <laughs> no, No, he, he's one guy that for all the talent and things he's got, he, he, I don't think he really believes in himself that much. Right. I think he'd maybe get that way. I, I, I don't know, a lot of sportsmen that they maybe talk a good game, but deep down they're, they're not that confident. Mm-hmm. But then, the Sullivan. no, he would never, he would never no, but he was uh, brilliant.
2: Another guy I love—he just won the world championship. He's just like your your mad uncle who's good at snooker, Mark Williams. Hi, <laughs> Mark. he's, Aye. Always, Aye. he's <laughs> always at boozing and, <laughs> and just putting pictures up. He's brilliant, isn't he? Mark, me and him—being honest, we we
3: never really clicked a lot when we were younger. Mm. Now, we, because as I said again, we're rivals. Now he, he's he's going for tournaments, I'm going for, and we just never really got on. Plus, he was he was under Ian Doyle's wing. With Stephen Hendry at the time. Right. And I was I was out with that. And you could always sense that they were a team. And yeah, you play that Higgins the next time, get mm-hmm. into them. I never always, thought
2: Snooker would be like
3: that. I know. It, it used to be, obviously, you'd Barry Hearn with the matchroom team and things. But then and Ian Doyle came through, he had so many players. But when you're younger, as I said, you, you can't be friends with everybody. But respected them, what a player. Mm-hmm. Now, up there, top, what, four players in the world, five players ever. Mark Williams Is he drinking? or Ah without a doubt Oh aye Without a doubt Aye Aye, aye. Uh, And then he, then he come back Obviously And, and beat me in the world, world final last year Aye And, uh, and then this year apparently aye, he's been on Been on party mode isn't it? Uh, I, I don't go on social media And things like that But apparently he's He's, he's never been off a of drink Since, since, uh, he, won, the, since how, he won How, yeah.
2: how, how hard a, a loss in a world final? Do you, do you, aye, do you take come, it quite bad? Aye well I, I, Do you not speak I, to the missus and kids for a bit? Or?
3: Nah, nothing like that because they, they come down you can see how that broke there as well for you but that's the last two finals I've lost in and it has, it has knocked a bit of stuffing out of you because you're, you're so close to say maybe getting to five world titles or something and, and the last two finals you haven't so much so this year basically God, I've, I've not competed at, at all really mm. this year it's been a bit of a sickness, but you need to try and go over that and
2: Is the mental side the same as fit. Is it a mental thing the snooker? It's mental
3: you kind of can't really say it's physical, can you? <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but talent, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I mean listen, there's so many talented players over the years eh, and they've just never made that step to be like a serial winner or a world champion or a UK champion or things. That everybody's got so much talent when you're practising backstage you think, God, how is he not winning more? How is this guy not winning more? How is he not winning more? But it is, it's between the years when it gets down to the nitty gritty mm-hmm. and that's what separates maybe the the great players for the good players
2: see uh, see, like losing a world final Aye. would that have been easier when your dad was around would he be the one that would, would, would get you back up and get you back practicing again
3: no really my dad was never really that, that side he, he sees other dads come into the dressing rooms and try to say to their players or, or whatever my dad wouldn't know what to say to me he'd come in and how are you feeling son and I'm like ah, am alright dad all right just just leave me alone, right? Okay, just stick in now because you're under pressure. I mean, you know you know yourself. I've never really had a coach or a mentor or, or anything, uh, so I would I would just have my own like thoughts and then go back out and try and play. And maybe that's something I would look at. But you obviously miss them that way when you come out and you get beaten. You're you're devastated you're going up the road and you're having a wee talk. But or
2: when you need somebody to batter Alex Higgins.
3: Aye, that's that's <laughs> exactly.
2: Oh, aye, you miss him. Of course you do. You miss him all the time. see, when you would win world championships, would, would he be? Would that be the best for him? Oh, okay.
3: uh?
2: God, you, you're a dad now yourself. Now, if any of your kids
3: do, like if my kids do, acting things, and and they might be a lead part in a show, you're the proudest guy in the world mm. now. You, you could, you couldn't wait to tell your pals, "Oh, my son was 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 a lead part of a show there." But his it must have been great for him that he could get in the pub or he could see his pals now. Like, his son was a world champion once in
2: his life, you know what I mean? It it must have been good. Amazing. World number one ending Stephen Hendry's eight-year reign. How did that change? Was was everyone desperate to beat you when you were world number one? No, no really. No, it was a big thing. Obviously, taking over for Stephen
3: uh, as the number one player. But at that point, I didn't look at myself as if I was number one because I was... Too busy fighting against guys like Stephen Hendry and Ronnie Sullivan and Mark Williams and and great players like Ken Doherty and Alan McManus and then you the young guys coming through Paul Hunter Matthew Stevens, mm-hmm. so you, you were just too busy, too busy trying try to play, and then uh, but as I say, but then you're you're still wanting to have a life as well and you're still wanting to go and watch Celtic away, it's Johnston or something or mm-hmm. Aberdeen. Or, See you, you to try to have a balance and that's what I think I've always tried to have it. But do the other players event.
2: look at you giant, there's a pure aura about you when you're world number one?
3: I don't know, honestly. Did any of
2: the younger players ever like come to you for advice? They do, aye. Now, they they maybe do, mm-hmm. and I feel a wee bit embarrassed.
3: Do you? Aye, I, I don't know what it is because i maybe still thinking myself as being young. I, I, obviously, when you look in the mirror, you're, you're not. not, not young a bit, but I don't know that, But you <laughs> feel a wee bit embarrassed in some of the young Chinese boys that are coming over. They've maybe seen you on the, the computer or on the TV, and they come up and they want to play. They want to give you a game and and ask you certain things,
2: and you can only ah, you can only tell them what you think.
3: Okay.
2: So, you see, when you're going to places like China, like what do you do for downtime? Well. Believe it or not. See, the thing
3: is with the football season, it always falls in certain times. Like the semi-final, the Scottish Cup, will always fall when I'm down in Sheffield. So I'm watching that when I'm down there. The third Celtic Rangers game always seems to fall when I'm in Beijing, and I'll be going there next month. A funny story, another one. Was, it was a Jelly and Ice Cream game. We're in this this pub, the Dubliner, or something, in Beijing. There's me, <laughs> Stephen Maguire, Marcus Campbell, and Graham Dot we wee Graham never normally likes to watch an all firm game. With he likes to just go away himself, and, and obviously I don't know what he does in the room S- himself. S- I, S- <laughs> S- <laughs> S- <laughs> the ball of heart and things. But we're sitting Marcus's lap. To Graham, come on out! You've got to come out and watch a game. And he's like, ah, no, I don't want it." He said, "No, because we've won the league, haven't we? So they're they're just playing for pride." but this game, he says, "Right, I'll come." But we Graham doesn't drink, so we we're not really drinking a couple of pints, but. We're playing in a couple of days' time. But Wee Graham's like, No, I, I, I don't like coming out. A, a lot of people don't like me. I says, Nobody's got to know you in Beijing now. Just, <laughs> there's a couple of expats, but there's a few Chinese. Sure enough, there's about five or six guys in this our table. What happens? I think Barry Ferguson scored or something. The wee Graham jumped straight off the table. Yes! and he's right over and He's doing that at the table and the six guys have turned around they're
2: like
3: and they've come right out Big Marcus that used to play Big Bear like he's like ah, look boys sorry didn't he mean that now look he's he's just happy Rangers Ah will tell me sit down shut his face and and then we says, "Nee, why not be like in an all for them games on? Because he's he, oh, he was right up for it. Does he love it? Does he love Rangers? Her? Oh, mental, mental on Rangers. She's got a good laugh? Aye, brilliant. Aye, yeah. he's, he's aye. He goes to all the, all the Rangers games and things. And obviously, he's no smiling much, and is he? But <laughs> he's aye. Ah, he's a big Rangers man. Yeah, he, he, he actually moved to move to Lapool, didn't he? Didn't he feel as if didn't feel as if
2: Duke Street or that was Rangers later. enough. Rangers enough so they <laughs> moved to move to Louth. See, when you were the world number one, was, would you start to get paler with Celtic players out? No, I, I, honest to God, Simon. If I'd seen Celtic players, I'd just still get starstruck, start, star-struck all the time. No,
3: honest to God, uh, no. And I would always have my own So I would, uh, there's no way I would ever ask brothers have asked me, hey, can you know, phone Celtic up um, and get an extra ticket or whatever? And I'd like, no chance. No, no. No, you so it, you get your own seats and things, and uh, but you played uh, a couple of the players, haven't you? I played, I played some of them. Aye. I yeah, who played, have you played? I played, uh, played Kieran, Kieran Tierney. Oh, have I played you? Aye. I played a couple Any of good? Games. Rubbish. He's not, he's not great, but he, I've, I've got, <laughs> I've got a shot on my phone that's one of the best shots you'll ever see. Somebody took it while he was playing me, and well, what a shot it was, unbelievable. And I've played, uh, like I have played, Big Steve McMahon, Stephen Pearson, played, played a few of them. Uh, but you see, if i seen them now, I'd I get tongue-tied, and a bit like your cell day sign, you used to play with Celtic. What about
2: the Lambert and Larson era? Do you, they were uh, big in at you know that? They no, used to play I, every morning. No, I, I didn't know, no. Uh, I, I, well, I'd heard they, there was a pool table, table or something,
3: and they were meant to play the pool and things. There's but one
2: man I want to see you play at pool, Tommy Gravison. Uh, Tommy Graveson I've heard your stories oh, but I'd love to meet him It was <laughs> just through there the pool table Is that right? Yeah. But if you beat him you will headlock me <laughs> for about two hours <laughs> Right The team that you loved the Martin O'Neill years aye. Is that the most exciting period being a Celtic aye, fan? What, what did you mean. love about them?
3: They Just everything Everything Power Pace Skill
2: Aye Brilliant You like Martin O'Neill as a manager? Brilliant Aye Brilliant do not I think, I
3: him, I think for that for that team for that team he, he, he was perfect for them I know he, some people can slate him and say he maybe plays the same way. Rigid or three five two or gets a wing-backs and big guys in the box and things. But uh, what, what a team that was. What
2: were some of your best best games for the Martin O'Neill? That European cup run, obviously.
3: Uh, well, I, I, went to, I went to three of the games away. I went to, I went to Stuttgart away. Yeah. I went to Blackburn. I nearly, I nearly got trampled with a horse now because I was me and my dad. I was actually at a tournament down in... I think it was down in Birmingham or something. I travelled up, playing at Blackburn that night, and then I travelled back down the next day. I was playing at 11 o'clock the next day. I thought I was playing a donkey, and they beat me 5 1. <laughs> so, uh, and then went to Liverpool. Did but you I, go to that, Liverpool? I, that was one, that the one of the best games I've been. Were you behind I'd, the goal when hartson scored? Behind the goal, when Thompson's put the free kick underneath the goal, underneath right. the wall, and then I was right behind the goal with Big Hartson's. I it in. Ah, it was crazy that night. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Then Boavista, I think I was down at Sheffield. I always, I just always felt as if we were going to win. Even though you were going into the last five minutes and you hadn't scored, I felt they were a poor team that
2: Boavista. Mm. And then I, was, I went to Seville. Aye. Larson scored against Boavista, didn't he? Was he did. Was he your modern the hero, Larson? No, Big Sutton. Was it? Oh, Big Sutton. I love Big Sutton.
3: Good player, isn't he? Oh, Big Sutton. Could play anywhere. Oh, anywhere. Centre half. Good player, mod time in midfield or up front, he was perfect for You me. like him on the telly now? Aye, he's good on the telly. Yeah. He just does it to wind people up, <laughs> didn't he, some of the things. But, oh, Big Sutton, he, he was my player on that team. Obviously, you had Lennon and, and Thompson and Petrov and Mike Namara
2: as well. And, okay, no, it was, what a team, what yeah. a team. Did you like the European away games? How did you like going there? Brilliant, aye. atmosphere? Brilliant, brilliant, aye. Uh, was that with your brothers as well? Aye, aye. And your brothers still go now, didn't oh, they? Oh, they're go going now, aye, they're, they're, they're over, they're, they're, they're still in Valencia. As we speak, okay. uh, so, aye, okay, great days. See, just on the civil run, was it maybe after the Liverpool game that you thought they could get to the final? I thought
3: after after that, I thought it just depend on who we drew, and I thought we drew the best team, Bolivista. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think they were a great team, but then obviously we we drew, obviously civil.
2: What, a, what a day? Did you ever think You'd see Celtic like in a no. European final? Never, nah, no. never. Any back. of your dads or grand is it uh, Lisbon?
3: No. no, no, my dad, he he wasn't at Lisbon. Uh, no, but no. When we went to Seville, that, that How was, was great. the trip. But I we started started the uh, obviously we came into Glasgow Airport and then my dad my dad used to play play with Munro. My dad my dad was a good, good he, player. Yeah. I left that now, so I'll tell tell a story now that he's but his best mate growing up was Tommy Gemmell. God rest him. That so my dad went for a trial at Fir Park and Tommy Gemmell was like that to my dad. True story. You no. Know? Uh, can I carry your boots, Higgy? Into, into the, into the ground, and my dad said he would a box. He put the boots in a box. He says, "Aye, aye, if you want." So my dad went for the trial at the first park, and he go, he got, and he played a few reserve games. So my dad used to call Tommy Gemmel Hamper Boy, right? He says, "Oh, hamper. oh. <laughs> now just obviously <laughs> for Craig Nuke, he grew up." And my dad says, "The games he used to have, you'd." The Baker twins, Joe Baker, Jerry Baker, and you had all these different names for that era. He says what players, but he says Tommy Gemmell wasn't he? Wasn't he anything special? But he says he was a worker. He'd be doing, he'd be doing sprints or the different parts and things, and obviously go to where he was when a, a European Cup winner. So we we we're, were at the airport, and all the Lisbon lines that they were at a certain wee bit, but like the, you Willie O'Neill, you Big John Hughes, Joe McBride and things. So. I was talking away to them and I was telling them, I says, Oh, my dad used to used to play with Gemmel. He so like, said, Oh, you're joking. Where is your dad? I said, My dad came am talking away. And my dad's like, Aye, big Gemo," He says, Hamper Boy. He says, I used to call him Hamper Boy. <laughs> right. So, as we've left, we flew out and we were staying at Jerez, which was about an hour drive away from Civil. So, we were out there for about two days. So, they were flying out of Jerez as well. So, as we've touched on in Jerez, every day as you do, you get into the, the terminal and everybody needs a toilet. So my dad's in the toilet. Who comes in? Gemmel. Big Tommy Gemmel. Higgy, what were you bloody telling them? That's all I go through that entire flight. It's <laughs> boy. Hamper boy. boy. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> two, two story. He says, What are you worried about? He says, oh, he, says he says, that's me now. He says, it doesn't matter what you've done, he says, these guys will never let me forget that yeah. now. He's called Hamper Boy. And that's what my dad says, oh, what a player he was, but and then the only, the only Scottish guy that's gone to European Cup finals. finals uh-huh. Oh yeah, they're also humble as well, aren't they? That's what I mean. Now, when you, when you see them, and that is true. Like for guys like me, when you when you meet some of these guys like Bertie, old Bobby Lennox, Jimmy Johnson, Billy McNeil, gosh, as it they are like mythical people to you because you just seen them on like the black and white filming things i
2: seen me 10.30 meeting Ronnie O'Sullivan that I've seen seen
3: that I seen that i do not think Ronnie knew who there was you <laughs> know what I mean at first but I certainly knew who he was at the end of it I think but, but just no. on the final what are your memories? ah uh, gutted gutted just play acting I felt just yeah. they were a good team obviously Porto then they went on to win the European Cup but ah uh, play acting ah uh, just heartbroken and then obviously aye heart heartbreaking Heartbreaking, so it was. You still
2: hold that against Mourinho?
3: Ach, nah, that's that's the way they aren't it. You know what I mean? Like the the sort of how them like the Italy and different places in
2: Portugal and but no, heart heartbroken after it. Amount of fans over there was unbelievable, was it? Well,
3: I've come out after the game and I've lost my bra and my dad and my father-in-law and I thought I'm never getting the bus back to Jerez here, because you know the amount of buses that were out there. That I say something lost, no, because it was just buses, 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 and the thing. And there's no mobile phones or him. But luckily enough, I ran out my brother, and then we got on the bus back to Paris. So it was. Would that have been your best
2: trip following Celtic? Well,
3: aye, probably. I think just the whole the whole thing going to going to be a European Cup final in the sun. Uh, something that you didn't think you'd ever see been a Celtic player, been uh, a Celtic fan. Now the way money was coming into the game, mm-hmm. but I think obviously. We just get into the end date because I think guys, as you say, like Sutton and Lennon and Thompson coming from England, they, they were good players down there, you mm. know what I mean? There's no way you could get them nowadays, that type of player leaving a, a club like Chelsea and that to come
2: up here and play.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and I think, I think, I think we'd our players. done well, aye. Right, mate, back to the snooker. <laughs> right. Won your other World Championships between 2007 and 2011. Was that the best period in your, in your career? Probably aye. Why? Probably.
3: I think maybe just screwing it up more. I think because you're a dad, more responsibilities and Stukar. As you were getting to that, that stage, probably 2007, you're, you're, you're hitting your 30s and you're beginning to say that you, know, you might not have you know, a lot of time left in the game, because supposedly around about your late 30s is the time when you're, you're meant to be going over the hill and, and past it. So I probably knuckled down, probably more than most at that period. And what, just practice more? Just practice more, aye. Where did you practice in the house? No, I practiced at Denison in Glasgow. I'd I'd moved to different clubs, but I always kept on going back there. That was always like your spiritual home sort of thing, and it was just down the road for Parkhead, wasn't it? So. You eh, treated like a hero when you went there? No, 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 the guys, all the guys were in there, would slide you on now, aye, aye. Which was
2: great now, because it kept your feet in the ground. Okay, and last question, your snooker future. Can you get a fifth world championship? I'd, I'd have to be honest and probably say no. Ugh, come
3: on, man. <laughs> to, no, because I, I've been I've been there the last two years and I, I, was, I was close. Maybe two years ago against Selby was my my, my, my best chance. I think I was 10-5 up on him That was maybe my best chance. But who knows?
2: Do you still sit and think about the defeats now? No, no, no.
3: Listen, like that, no. no, no, no. Listen, you win what you win, you lose what you lose. No, I don't, I don't look back with regret with anything. No, no, I don't. How many more years do you think you'll do it? Think, I think I can play for a few more years. I, I, think I, I Me and some of the players, like Steve Maguire and Anthony McGill, we've just got a, a new unit in Glasgow that we're, we're going to put our own tables in and we're going to play with each other, bounce off each other and get back to the way we used to be in the club environment and hopefully that can, that can keep you interested for
2: a few years. So. Well, think you, I think. John, it's been an absolute pleasure. i no, thoroughly nice. enjoyed it.
3: Thank for having you. me on.
2: Thank you.
1: So, 12D75423, tell us about yourself. Well, I'm a 1.2 litre, my clock says 60,000, but I've driven 120, I've had multiple crashes, and I have outstanding finance of double my asking price. Not exactly as advertised, are we? Every second-hand car has a story to tell. Know the full story before you buy. Use the CCPC Car Buyer's Checklist and know what to look for. Find out more at ccpc.ie forward slash carchecks from the Competition and Consumer Protection Commission.
2: Isn't it curious that every member of your family has a different voice? That a baby can recognise their mother's voice from inside the womb? That identical twins have the exact same vocal cords but usually don't sound similar? And teenagers can sense the tone of their dad's voice when he says I'll think about it. Even over WhatsApp.
1: I'll think about it.
2: Let your family follow their curiosity with unlimited data when you bring everyone's plans together on Vodafone's multi mobile Red Family Plan. Get a third plan for only €15 per month. 12 month contract, €15 per month. Max speed 10 megabits per second applies when you add Red Unlimited SIM only as a third plan with Red Family. See Vodafone.ie for full terms.